Kraken Fancast, presented by Silver City Brewery. The podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, by Seattle Kraken fans. Release the Kraken! Hey everybody, welcome to another fantastic episode. We hope it's a fantastic episode. We're feeling it's fantastic because we're just like so giddy and in a natural high from watching some Kraken hockey recently. And we'll get to that in a moment. But welcome everybody to uh, episode number eight of Kraken FanCast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. Uh, I'm going to be here with, in a little bit with my buddies, Jim Cockrell and Luke Chelios. And a little later, we'll have a segment uh, done by our good buddy, Nathan Gunderson. Kraken FanCast happens every two weeks, give or take a few days. Uh, all about Seattle Kraken hockey and community and life and hockey around the team. Uh, which is in its inaugural year, of course. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're all under Kraken Fancast. We're actually on Twitter. We're on Catcast Kraken. Uh, please follow us on there. We also have our YouTube channel uh, where we occasionally post some video content. And please visit us particularly at krakenfancast.com for everything related to the show. All of our episodes and even our YouTube channel are integrated on our site. Uh, we've had a sticker contest for listeners who've left positive reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, which we are very grateful for. Uh, by the way, we need to make a correction on the last episode. I erroneously mentioned uh, leaving reviews on Spotify. We didn't know at the time Spotify doesn't have reviews or obvious reviews that listeners can write in. So it's really all about Apple podcast uh, reviews that we really can accept and appreciate. Uh, so for the contest, it has to be reviews on that. Uh, that's important because the more reviews you leave, the easier it is for listeners to find us when they search for Seattle Kraken or Kraken Hockey uh, podcasts. Uh, so, uh, so all of you, all, all you have to do is write a positive review on Apple Podcasts for us. We hope it will be positive anyway. And uh, next episode, we will read your username. And then once you hear it, email us, please, at info at krakenfancast.com. Uh, your info, uh, send us your info, your name and contact info. That way we uh, will mail you uh, some stickers once they arrive. So, uh, and then later on, put you into a big contest, which I'll mention in a moment. Uh, this week's uh, episode's winners are D Toucher 59. So D-T-A-U-C-H-E-R 59, Sully 6790 and Black Cat 125. Congrats, we'll uh, send you guys uh, stickers and enter you into a contest that'll be for a big prize that we'll be drawing around the uh, holiday time in late December. Um, the sticker contest, by the way, will end at the end of October. So, But for now, really what we're all about is talking about hockey. Oh my God. So here we are, we're recording this as uh, the day after the very first game, the Seattle Kraken NHL team played in front of the general public in Spokane, Washington. No, not Seattle. As many of you know, Climate Pledge Arena isn't quite ready or there, were, there was some fears it wouldn't be quite ready. So there was a decision for the three home, quote unquote, home uh, preseason games. They would be played at the uh, smaller arenas, relatively smaller arenas in Washington State area that house junior hockey teams like the Everett Silvertips, Seattle Thunderbirds, and in the case uh, the other night, with the Spokane Chiefs Arena at Spokane Arena, which, by the way, we love feedback from our listeners. And I, I said an erroneous thing last week 
uh, that uh, that it was around a six thousand five six thousand cap arena. It's actually a twelve thousand cap arena for concerts and for uh, hockey games, a little under that. But last night it was over somewhere between ten thousand and eleven thousand people at that game last night uh, that the uh, Seattle Kraken won over Vancouver Canucks five to three. Um, it was magical. The whole weekend, people uh, in the Spokane area were, were thrilled, but a lot of a lot of Seattle people, like me and Loot, we we made the trek, Loot, all the way over the other side of the state, to uh, to connect with other uh, Seattle Kraken fans, see the team in person. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't just like the drill. I mean, seeing them play, you know, work on some drills and things that the Kraken Community Iceplex is awesome. But this was a, a this was a real live game, albeit a preseason game, albeit it's all practice and looking at some of the younger guys. Obviously, Jordan Eberle's and the Mark Giordano's of the world are on the team. But some of the guys who are on the cusp, are they going to stay on the NHL team? Are they going to be on the AHL team? Are they going to get cut all entirely? That's what the whole preseason is all about. And uh, it was just electric there. Lou, what, what were you thinking on that? I, I, I don't even know where to start. Well, Chris, it, uh, it's a day after and I feel a little bit of wind down. Glad we don't have to play a hockey game tonight like the Kraken can have back-to-backs. But what a magical mystery tour to Spokane. I mean, it's four hours away, driving through the mountain pass into the desert Gorge Valley where Pearl Jam is played. And you end up in this beautiful little city on the river, Spokane, Washington. 10,500 fans gathered. Chris and I and a few of our friends were outside for, I don't know, half hour, hour around the rink, waiting to get into the arena. And as we turned the corner, we saw the Kraken billboard saying inaugural game. We knew we were at an NHL hockey game from the moment we uh, got close to the arena doors opening. But what a night. Uh, It was just magical, like I said. Chris and I had uh, upper deck seats and I, I think I got to see a little different perspective of the hockey game from up above, like the scouts and some of the management do. We saw a lot of the plays develop in the corners and what I was in love with right away with this Kraken hockey team was our four check and our energy and our teamwork. We were turning over the puck at the Canucks end constantly. We outshot them 38 to 15, a little bit of goaltending, bad luck, a few bad bounces. We could have shut this Canucks team out easily. But the forechecking, after a couple days of training camp, the Dave Haxtell system looks like it's a fantastic system for these veteran and young and hungry hockey players. I think the favorite player of mine of the night, would have never guessed it, number 67, Morgan Geeky, a Tri-Cities grad, grew up near me in Winnipeg, just outside of Winnipeg. This kid was hungry to take the puck off, even his own guys behind the net. He was setting that biscuit up on the power play. He ended up getting the game-winning goal and a second goal to finish the Vancouver Canucks off. The first win ever against the Vancouver Canucks. There'll be a lot of them ahead. Amen on that, man. Yeah, Morgan Geeky, man. I mean, five shots on goal, two goals. I mean, you know, I I, I felt good about this kid, but I mean, I, I didn't see that coming. I mean... Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree on everything you said there, Luden. And I would just add the one thing I would add to all that is speed. You know, Hackstall has said numerous times, and Francis, I believe, you know, they built this team for speed. And 
man, after watching some of the training camp and that game the other night, uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I believe it. I can see it right in front of us. Just, just to go over some of the numbers, um, <laughs> the limited numbers, which uh, was, was perturbed us and many other people, which we'll talk about in a sec. But, uh, it, you know, it was interesting to see, uh, yeah, Jared McCann, five shots on goal, Geeky, five, uh, Appleton, three, uh, Ryan Donato, a great game, five shots. He got a goal. Uh, you know, Giordano, three shots. I mean, they, yeah, they just, they were really on there. They seemed to dominate, you know, they had a couple of bad bounces and oh, that, that lapse uh, as the uh, power play was ending that first goal, that, that was a little heartbreaking because they seemed to be really dominating the game uh, most of the time there. Of course, yeah, we saw McCann get a goal, Geeky with two, uh, you know, Ryan Donato with one, um, and uh, uh, why am I so oh, Riley Sheehan? Of course, right. <laughs> how can I forget Riley? He got the first one, the first one, granted, it was a preseason, but the first cracking goal of all time, one could say, argue, was Riley Sheehan. Uh, you know, Jim, uh, you know, the stats and things, uh, you weren't with us, but obviously, you were glued to the television set, uh, before, during, and after the game. Uh, thoughts from you? Well. I thought it was a great spectacle to sit on the couch and watch. Uh, I, I was pretty amped up, obviously. Uh, pretty much watched the game by myself just so I could study it some, take it in. I didn't want any disruptions. I did get invited to go to a pub and sit down and take it in. But I said, no, nah, you know what? Not tonight. I want to I want to see what's going on here. I want to look at the structure here. Right away, nice domination. The zone play was solid. You could see Haxel's style, you know, exactly what he wants to do. Like Lute said, the high energy really quick quick tempo four check cycle is outstanding it doesn't matter what what they throw you a one two two a one three one or two one two they have great recovery great backup and you can see it and grubauer had a couple you know rough little bounces there a couple situations where he was playing fine it's just they were weird goals so you know they got down two zip early i was not worried at all i, I knew that shot total was up you know, it's just an exhibition game. I'm not worried about it. I just wanted to see domination, and that's what they got. And it only got better throughout the whole game. Like you guys have already mentioned, Geeky obviously was pretty much a stud last night. I was really impressed with uh, Appleton's speed on the outside down the wing. He's got some wheels. You know, when he wants to turn it on, he can create some separation. Ted – or not Ted. I wanted to call it Donato Ted. Ted Donato. Ted. <laughs> I've done that to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Anyway, Donato is just, he's picking up right where he left off in camp when we saw him in the exhibition. He's hungry. He's got that quick release. Uh, Schwartz, he looked good in the first period, for sure. Died off a little bit in the second and the third. Uh, McCann was solid throughout, and he had that beautiful high left snipe. You know, I, I mentioned that it was a Brett or a Bobby Hole moment. He, just right. before that. Yeah, right after the goalie got injured. Yeah, right, right up in the neck high, and then he came right back with you know another one just... He was a little gun shy there, but that was just a beauty. So, yeah, no complaints. And then Shan uh, was – who would have picked that one, right, on the opener on the goal? I but didn't hear line, too many people kicking him, yeah. No, nobody did. But the great thing is, is that line was, you know, shut down all night. You know, him and Tanev, and they, they did their jobs in the corner. They were putting the heat on, and I was quite impressed with the club for sure. You know, and Giordano, he looked like a leader, huh? I, he had an A on his jersey, not a C, but I got to wonder if that's going to change sometime soon. Wasn't there three A's last night, or were there only two? Uh, 
I think Schwartz. I, 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 I only noticed a couple, Gio, but there may have been more. Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. interesting, so, my uh, my girlfriend doesn't watch a lot of hockey, but she watched it with her parents in Spokane. So we've got some new hockey fans already in Spokane from this game. Ellie said, excellent. who's this Joe or Geo guy after? And I said, <laughs> oh, our captain, our leader, oldest guy, maybe the highest paid player. And she said, I heard his name on the radio and TV all night long. So interesting what non-fans pick up, you know, just learning, uh, following the team. So definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's significant because, yeah, you can just tell because obviously, you know, the people I was bumping into some people. Let's we'll talk a little bit about the fans, too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I met some random people along the way and, you know, we saw some people I, I should mention too. give some props uh, that while they're not a sponsor, we love them anyway. We, they welcomed us with open arms. Lord Stanley's, which one could say is the angry beaver of Spokane uh, hockey bar. Uh, you know, we were set up well there and that's a nice little uh, hockey community there growing, but we, we met some people who were pretty new to the game or they were saying this was our first NHL game ever. And wow. Okay, great. You know, I mean, and that's going to happen more and more obviously, but I mean, people were just really uh, taken with it. I mean, you had your hockey diehards, obviously. Uh, I was sitting next to some some of the right of me, you know, the guy, you know, and the, and so it was great to have those conversations like three of us do. Uh, but um, a lot of newbies, and they were having a ball, and and a lot of people were, uh, you know, wearing a lot of cracking gear, although it's still coming out. And I finally got mine, boys. There you go. I know. Yep. Nice. Finally got mine. And of course, it yeah. showed us up, uh, you know, a day after I, I'm off to Spokane, but I, I'm looking forward to wearing that on October 23, of course. But uh, it's, uh, but you're seeing more and more of that. And it's like, oh, this is, that's where it really solidified it more. And we'll get to training camp in a second. That has been too, but it's like, this is a thing. This is really a team. Not only was on the ice, but just all the community. I'm, I'm walking around. I don't know if you had this loot. I, you know, I was walking around with some of my cracking gear, just, you know, taking a walk in Spokane mm -hmm. and some people looking over at me like, oh, you're one of us. You know, they're saying hello, total strangers. That's the beauty of this, right? Well, it was just fun to be uh, from Seattle. I was walking around, but I was proud to be from Seattle yesterday. And a few Spokane people at the Lord Stanley Bar welcomed us nicely with some cheap beer and some shooters. And before they sent us off to the hockey game, we met the owners, uh, Uwen and, and uh, Jesse Coaster, and a fellow that helped build the bar. He's a new fan cast friend, Levi. Uh, he's going to listen yep. in. And uh, they really entertained us uh, nicely, hosted us well before the game. And there, some of those uh, folks at the Lord Stanley were actually walking out of the arena at the end of the night. So I saw some of our Lord Stanley friends leaving the arena. They were hyped up just like they were serving uh Kraken fans all afternoon so it was really fun I meant to ask you Lou did you get any merch? did they have any special merch because I hightailed it out of there you and I kind of split up I mean did you get some merch yes um I was able to uh give my uh girlfriend a special little stuffed moose and uh wearing a hoodie that says three rink rush exhibition series with Everett Spokane and Kent on it it was probably the only uh, item besides a $55 t-shirt that was available that had the small date on it for Spokane. No pucks, no pins. Uh, but the at the end, uh, the friend Ray was uh, part of our podcast friendship group here, helped with the website a bit. He was able to go into a merch line and find a three-rink rush special patch. Uh, so I've seen some of those oh, going for $60, $70 today on eBay. I think uh, he was able to get it for 20 bucks at the arena. So 
there were a few tables okay. that were holding back some good merchandise, but all the rest of it sold out fast. Well, okay, that's curious. Yeah, because obviously there's going to be some really great commemorative things. Uh, you know, I love I love on this jersey here. You know, I got the inaugural patch on there. That to me is a must. So, um, obviously, they the guy the boys have a game coming up uh, Tuesday, and uh, up in uh, that one's in, up in uh, Edmonton, right? And um, and then of course uh, next game locally, Everett, right? Correct. Or I- Friday night. Yeah, Everett. So, uh, sorry, I don't have, I have a lot of stats in front of me, but I have too many <laughs> in front of me. I'm like, wait, wait, where's the game? So anyway, uh, a lot, lot more hockey coming up and I'm kind of glad uh, what you t- touched on, Luda. I'm glad we have like a, a day break just to kind of, I will come down here. I it was just, play tonight. it was intense because, because the day before, uh, Saturday, uh, Jim and I went to, uh, one of the tra- I went to the opening training camp on Wednesday, which was fantastic. Uh, you know, obviously the guys were just doing drills those that day. Uh, but there was, you know, a lot of people are cracking ice plex and, uh, you know, John Forslund welcomed everybody. And, and it was, it was like, here's, here's the first training camp. And, you know, we're seeing something that, that most people aren't ever going to see there the the first time for, for a new team. But, uh, that was, that was very enlightening to be at that on Wednesday, but Saturday was really special because that's where the first time we saw him do a scrimmage gym. And uh, it was interesting to see, like, some of the guys we didn't see playing much, if at all. Well, two things. We got to see a little bit of practice before the scrimmage. I mean, the, the iceplex blows my mind what, what, a, what, you know, what an opportunity that is for a fan. Right. Uh, well, the schedule said 1040 start on the scrimmage. And I'm thinking, okay, well, seeing how I have to travel from Tacoma, I'm not going to just show up on time. I'm, I'm getting there way early. And I did a little research and found out that you could actually enter – uh, 75 minutes before the initial practice rinks before the scrimmage. So that set it right around uh, somewhere around nine o'clock ish. And so I showed up early and I love that building already. I can't get enough of it. Come in and, you know, you can get your coffee right away upstairs. Uh, but sure enough, rink two, that's where we went upstairs to view, view straight down on the guys getting their coaching drills, you know, drawn out and they were doing half sheets with the small three on three which is always nice it's a good trainer for that tight traffic stuff watched about 45 minutes of that um it's quite impressed and then we we scootered right over to the big rink number one and uh you could see that they they had their game socks on in their pre-practice so that was a good indication they were going to be wearing their full-on homes in a ways sure enough you saw the cart stucky and the boys pushing the cart down with all the uniforms on, which was just beautiful. So that automatically threw a new cool element on the whole thing. And um, before you know it, they were coming out and uh, real quick little drop of the puck. And there they go. And, you know, I think if everybody paid attention, you know, everybody's always drawing up the lines and reading like who's playing, you know, who, what line combos. And Oh, a lot of people reading into that, reading too much into it. I Whatever. I mean, they're building it. And, Don Squoy was just on fire that he was just a stud. His hands were unbelievable. He had a beautiful couple of beauties. And then Donato had that incredible uh, shootout goal that was like, what? (laughs) It was total highlight reel. Um, That was pretty. But I was watching some of the combos and I took some notes on some players. Um, You know, Don Squoy won, Donato two. Schwartzy looked good. Um, Good possession play. McCann smart play all day or all practice session and, and game scrimmage 
Grubauer looked really good on all his positional stuff. I was really impressed with Joey DeCord's stint that he pulled. He was uh, he looked really solid that day. Yes. Um, Riker, you know, obviously looked good. He's a great skater. I wasn't ice on on him as much as others. Um, there was so much going on. Uh, Jeremy Lausanne had a nice uh, situation, a couple of good plays. I like how he steps up off the blue and takes possession and makes one move, and then he's in the opening and gets a nice little snappy. Uh, he's a good player. I'd like to see him in some of these exhibition games coming up here and see what he's going to do. Um, uh, Alexander True looked pretty good in some puck battles on the wall. I thought that was awfully nice. Um, you know, he's such a big guy. He's a lanky guy. Uh, he's kind of deceiving to watch. Uh, Tanev's Tanev, you know, high energy, just going quick jump. Oh, yeah, quick how could we forget Tanev, both in the game yeah. and, and scrimmage, he, he looked. Yeah, it's just he's the perfect energy guy, you know. And then uh, I remember we were watching Chalosky, and he had, a, he had a little bit of fumble there. and But he sure made up for it last night with a couple assists. So Yeah, he did. I was like, you and I were kidding. Okay, HL bound. Yeah, he wasn't looking hot in the scrimmage. He had a little flub up. But yeah, solid, solid in Spokane for sure. I should mention, too, because I had a couple of uh, listeners who um, – asked us what happened to Winberg. Uh, Winberg's a daddy, by the yes, way, folks. Yes, We're like, yes, that? Winberg, uh, he is fiance uh, just had, jeez, uh, I should say, I should have paid, I think a little girl. I don't know, a little little child, little girl. Yeah, I thought was on, on Saturday. So uh, Winberg will be back with the team soon, but that's that's where he's been. And a couple more notes on a couple of players, and then I'll just be done with that. Uh, Hayden Fleury, I'm so impressed with his uh, quick shot, quick release. He's got that thing's a heavy shot and he has a shoot first mentality, which I love. I don't see enough of that. You need more of that in this league. Um, Susie's still looking good. He's still getting good ice time. I'm impressed with him. Dreger had a bit of a tough day that day. It wasn't, he wasn't too top level, but he, you know, whatever. He's getting screened a lot. Actually. That's, that's, that's good on the coaching staff. Um, but one kid I was totally impressed with, and nobody's talking about is uh, Jacob Melanson, the youngest kid on the roster, 18 years old. Uh, you know, the Bathurst kid from QMJ. Uh, I was doing a lot of ISO on him and I was quite impressed with his battles on the boards, his battle in open ice, uh, great poise, no panic, um, real headsy player. I mean, at 18, I, I can see this kid, it is funny because he was wearing number 63 and he's from Halifax. So I wonder who else is 63 from Halifax. Marshall. Um, yeah. I was just yeah. impressed with the guy uh, enough to tweet about it the other day. So I'm going to keep my eyes on him over the next few years and see what happens with him. And I hope he gets some ice time in either Edmonton or, well, playing Edmonton or Calgary or whatever. I'd love to see him get a nice shot. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I underline Evans a little bit because, well, I, I was, I wholeheartedly agree with all you said on all those guys, but you know, Evans, I, I kept seeing, you know, really in some, some notable plays and it was interesting. Dave Haxtall uh, name checked him in the, in the presser after the scrimmage. For sure. And, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed at, you know, some of the pundits and, you know, everybody was not everybody, but a lot of people were very critical of that second pick. And I thought that's just unfair to that kid. I, you know, I understand you can overanalyze everything, but you know, and may, maybe it's not the best pick they could have made who knows, 
but I, I think he was a solid pick and I just love that he's showing something and, and he's ready to, you know, play the pros right now. And um, I'm rooting for him. I was really impressed with the story. Uh, Robert Cron, our scouting director mentioned about Riker Evans, an overage uh, draft pick in the second round. A lot of teams weren't even considering him um, going into the draft a second year, but the fact that he could play a high level with a future superstar, Connor Berard, He's the next Connor McDavid coming to the NHL. And Kron said the way that uh, Riker Evans and Connor Berard played together shows that he can translate that to the next level playing with a Matty Beniers or a Jordan Eberle at a high level, high speed. So they saw something in Riker Evans that uh, a lot of other teams probably didn't. And that's the value of scouting. And look at uh, Carolina. They found Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin in the middle rounds, building that Carolina defense. So in uh, Robert Cron, we trust. Yeah, so far, yeah, so good. Yeah, exactly. No, great points. All right. Well, you know, obviously, there are going to be uh, uh, more practices. I mean, I, I'm not trying to sell the depths membership to anybody. You know, it's right for some people. Not, not, you know, it's it's you know, well, you know, ninety bucks or whatever. But um, it gets you an opportunity to uh, see see the team and uh, scrimmages and practices and that sort of thing. That's one of those perks. So. Uh, worked out for us for those, those of us who have done it so uh but uh cracking ice community iceplex i wholeheartedly uh, recommend whether you, you know people just to check it out even if you're just going to go to go to the store and, and grab a, a coffee and just kind of take in the whole scene or learn how to skate or play hockey or whatever it is or watch the team uh it, it's it just i you know it, it's it's a it's a marvel it, it's a total new jewel as well as climate pledge arena will be uh, for the city. So, um, you know, check it out, folks, if you haven't already. All right. Well, that's all great stuff. Uh, before we get to our next segment, a few things I want to bring up, um, uh, as I guess we could call emails from the deep here, I'm keeping it a crack on theme. Uh, we love, 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 love getting to interact with our listeners. We've had a lot of people, a lot of growing followers on, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're, we're very grateful for all of you for following up with us, following us, and uh, reaching out. We want to be doing more of that, more interaction moving forward. So we're going to be uh, answering about three emails an episode for now. Uh, but uh, since this is so fresh and new, we've just selected one lucky listener's email to uh, discuss on this episode. And we, uh, this is from Scott from Auburn, Washington. He said, uh, dear Kraken fan cast, it's really exciting to have the last year come together with a coach team, the arena but I can't help but wonder what is going to be the mascot. I remember hearing about a, a possible fan contest, but I can't help but think of all the ridiculous things fans would throw in. Uh, amen to that. Uh, so for, for, you, for you guys being the hockey nuts you are, if, if you've got a chance to create the Kraken's mascot, what would it be? Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Sincerely, Scott from Auburn. Scott, thank you so much for the note. Really appreciate that. The mascot is, you know, is 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 it going to be, you know, squiddly diddly, goofy the squid holding up seven sticks and uh, walking around the arena? Is it going to be somebody in a Sasquatch suit or or something? Like, what do you guys think on that? Because it's it's going to happen. Well, I heard that the woolly mammoth might be coming back uh, in a, in the future lifetime. Uh, I think they were working on a DNA and genetics lab, so <laughs> possibility of a woolly mammoth mascot or even Scott from. Auburn might be a great mascot. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, just think, an enthusiastic Jim? fan, right? We'll just dress Scott up. Great question. What do you think, Jim? You know, I've thought about that. That's not my thing, but I have thought about it over time. 
I couldn't tell you. I, I, <laughs> I do love, everybody knows I wasn't hip on the name, but they sold it well, they designed it well, and they brought me back in with the mystery of it all. So as long as they don't do a goofy East Coast Hockey League freaking <laughs> octopus on the front, you know, type of thing, I'll be fine. I would be happy with one tentacle laying out on the ice and, and calling that the mask. Well, you know, that brings up a little conundrum because you're right, Jim. It's all about mystery and this thing from yes. the depth and all you see is an eye. So doesn't that arguably kind of kill all that if you've got some dude in a, or woman or anybody in a suit running around? I mean, you want something for the kids and everything. And I don't have a problem with that. But, uh, you know, in general, but, you know, as long as the, to, to, to some, you know, to some extent, I mean, some of these things can get a little too cartoonish and it's a subjective call. Uh, but how are you going to, you know, the, will they have a mascot? It's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing. I could see them maybe doing some, something very different, some other nautical thing, but not being. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that too. Yeah, like almost, almost uh fisherman type thing you know almost court and fisherman new york islander type thing but that would kind of <laughs> that was sort of taken though um yeah. <laughs> i know well uh it's such a mystery i hope they don't blow that mystery every to be honest with you you know there's when you hear people talking about the third jersey you know everybody wants to go right to the anchor and the the needle which is fine i don't want it to be goofy squid on front so maybe they'll keep it a mystery just an eyeball or something or just uh straight up totally different like the old sasquatch for the sonics who knows oh, the mariner you moose know? what's the moose got to do with the there mariner i mean it doesn't happen that's why i was thinking maybe it it'll be something ambiguous. you know it's very different and it's just something for the kids and the fans to kind of get a little hyped up on it doesn't have to be uh you know a kraken yeah it could be a climate pledge to pledge theme with a cardboard box with legs <laughs> and, <laughs> a recycling box there you go <laughs> Lou, you called it. That's Great it. That's our, that's our answer. We have a, a recycling box. Make sure you put all your recyclables in the right place, please. Uh, yeah, like Captain. Well, they they had actually had a dude there, the Mariners. What was his name? Like Captain Recycling or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, we may be not far <laughs> off, boys. Well, anyway, th th uh, thanks so much, Scott, for your email. And please uh, send those emails along, uh, info at krakenfancast.com. And uh, hopefully we can bring those up in the future. Uh, before we get to our next segment, we're very excited to present. Um, we want to thank our sponsors. Most importantly, uh, Kraken Fancast is powered by Silver City Brewery. They are our presenting sponsor. We thank them very, very much for the sponsorship. Silver City Brewery, great local, great regional, and, and growing brewery, uh, which will, you can find anywhere uh so please, uh, please uh, check Silver City Brewery out uh, if you haven't already. Also, big thanks to uh, the Angry Beaver, the Seattle's premier hockey bar. Our buddy Tim Pipes, uh, who runs that, uh, and we've actually uh, shot our uh, you know, one of our episodes from there, and we'll do more there in the future. Uh, we uh, we thank uh, the Angry Beaver uh, for very much for their sponsorship, love, and support. So uh, now that brings us to our next segment. So you notice, uh, you know, if you've listened to past episodes, it sounds like somebody's missing. Oh, yeah, Nathan Gunderson. No, he's not missing. He's been a man on the road all the way, all the way to Las Vegas. Um, 
he went, I think he went to Las Vegas for some fun and all kinds of things, but you know, the Kraken fan cast uh, uh, tasks are never far behind for any of us. And not the least of which uh, Nathan was able to uh, connect with uh, Tommy Ippolito, who runs the Hyde Lounge at T-Mobile Arena, where the Vegas Golden Knights uh, play. Uh, of course, uh, people are going to want to see Seattle Kraken play at Climate Pledge Arena, but a lot of us fanatics will travel the games. In fact, the fact that, uh, you know, Let's be honest, uh, Kraken uh, games are uh, the tickets that can be kind of expensive and they're also very sold out. Uh, so you may have an opportunity or a better opportunity to see the team on the road. And it's good. Uh, you know what we're going to try to do when we can is uh, do little spotlights at some of our uh, our uh, division uh, rivals and, and those uh, those uh, arenas and places uh, that you can as a fan can go and visit. And uh, in this case, uh, Hyde Lounge and Tommy are going to be involved in a little contest, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But here's uh, here's Nathan with Tommy to talk a little bit about the, the Vegas hockey scene. Go Kraken! Hey guys, I'm here at the Hyde Bar in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. I'm Nathan Gunderson. I am here with Tommy, the manager of the Hyde Bar. Tommy, how you doing, man? Good. Good, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I appreciate you showing us around. This place is absolutely amazing. I, uh, I've been a fan, ever, all the other listeners know. I've been a fan since you guys started. And uh, to be here finally and see it is just spectacular. We're here having a little bit of 7.5 Brewing beer, which is fantastic. You guys must try it. Uh, question for you, what's it like being here every night? Wow, it's, you know, it's, that old saying is you find something you love you don't have to work i always thought that was like a bs bs right. saying because you know work's work you, you're working and it is what it is but this is different it's special it's not it doesn't even feel like coming to work every day even off season when hockey's not here we always have concerts or ufc or something going on in the building so it's it's really an honor to be part of this you know since the inaugural season and uh, it's just a real special building. Have you seen a consistent fan base since opening night the first season to now? Yeah, it's, I mean, we've been at 104% occupancy from day one. There's only so many people you can fit in the building and it's 18,400 every single day. <laughs> you know, you just can't, you can't fit any more than that. Um, I always tell people that the shooting, you know, October 1st, we had that tragedy here at the Route 93 Music Festival. Yeah. And it was leading into the first season when the shooting happened October 1st. People really didn't know what the nights were going to be. You know, people were excited. We finally got a pro franchise. But I always tell people it was lightning in the bottle for the franchise after that shooting because the players dove so hard into the community go into hospitals and it was a very 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 tragic situation for us people who live in las vegas to endure a situation like that everybody gravitated everybody like clamped onto the players because they saw them in their jerseys at the hospitals at the blood banks you name it they were in the community doing their thing and nobody knew who william carlson was nobody knew who james neal was these are all new hockey fans so you look back at videos of that time and you're like, we didn't know who William Carlson was at the time. And he was in there doing his thing just to help out the community. Ever since that point, 
It was a, a love affair with the team. It hasn't stopped, what, four years? This is the fifth season coming up? The love affair has not stopped, and it's, it's only gotten stronger. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know, you know, for me, only being able to watch them on TV, but seeing you guys invite the first responders to that event that unfortunately happened out onto the ice. Yeah. And uh, for them to come out and be honored was a huge thing for me as a fan to see that you guys were coming together as a community even tighter when it needed it the most. Yeah, that opening night was something else. You know, when Derek England gave that speech, it'll go down in Golden Knights history as the love affair. You know, I keep saying that. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but after that speech and the team came out and scored four goals in the first period, if I remember correctly, from that point on, it was just like, they hit the ground running and hasn't stopped. Oh yeah, you guys have a and, good thing going. And as here. a matter of fact, every game they still honor a first responder, not on the ice, but they do um, in between periods. They honor a first responder every game. Always gets you know the standing ovation. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's not something we get to see you know on on TV. You got to be here to really experience right. yeah. it. People people don't you know they think Las Vegas is a bunch of casinos and whatnot, but don't understand that there's communities just like every other city. It's a very, very, very tight-knit community that we have here. It's awesome to see the fans come in here. And I tell everybody, I told you guys when we were walking through, this is probably the best sporting event in North America as far as electricity and um, just excitement at the game. You don't even have to be a hockey fan to come in and have a great time. It's just the Las Vegas party and there's a good product on the ice. The entertainment, the production team, does a great job entertaining everybody from a serious hockey fan to the novice hockey fan. Right. As far as like the on ice production. So I'm super proud to be affiliated with the team. And, and like I said, it doesn't even feel like uh, work. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. The, the cinematics on the ice, you know, and, and the pregame show and everything like that has always been awesome. I'll sit there with my boy and we'll watch it, watch right. it on the couch. You, know? uh, you guys, uh, Kraken got our guy from the first three seasons, Johnny Greco. Yeah. He was the mastermind behind the opening scene with the night. You know, we caught grief across the hockey world because, you know, that's not hockey. It's not traditional, but it's fun, you know. Coming to a sporting event should be fun. Sometimes you have to break the norms of tradition, you know, and that's what the Knights did. I think he left and went to Madison Square Garden, but now he's with the Kraken. Yeah. So we're Golden Knights fans and friends of his. We're excited to see what he does in Seattle. As we are too, and please don't forget that one of our owners, Jerry Bruckheimer, who has all the rights oh, to the wow. Pirates of the Caribbean's movies. Interesting. So our cinematics, I am really looking forward oh. to and see what we can do. Um, here at the T-Mobile Arena, you guys, you know, you put on a show and then there's a hockey game. And like you said, it's even if you're not a hockey fan, there's so much going on and there's so much to look at. It's a place for everybody. Even if you're not a hockey fan, come down to the T-Mobile Arena, get a ticket and just hang out. There's so much to see. There's so there's. From the time we open doors at 5.30 for a 7 o'clock game, there's something going on to capture your attention. Yeah. You know, Hyde Lounge up here, you guys see how beautiful the venue is. You can't see it on a podcast, obviously. But, it's fantastic. But people come up here, it's 18,000 square feet. It's bigger than you can ever imagine. All night fans pre-gaming. And then every night, 6.30, you know, when the team takes the ice for the practice, 
I walked you guys down the VGK tunnel, which is very, very special for VGK fans. It's that mirror tunnel with the VGK logos coming out of their dressing room. 6.30, they sound the bell, they put the camera on the players, you know, they play the music and they show the team coming down that tunnel to make its way to the ice. From that point on, it's just, it's madness in here. There's no other way to describe it. It was a fantastic experience. Uh, now I must ask you, what is it, October 12th? Okay, mm-hmm. Kraken in Las Vegas. Any thoughts on that game? Well, it's just, it's just special. You know, the NHL is not stupid by putting these two teams up against each other. You know, it's, it's going to form into a natural rivalry being the two expansion teams, you know, the two new kids on the block. So we've been sold out up here in Hyde for months. You know, ever since the schedule re- was released, we sold that game out instantly. So I know the atmosphere is going to be just insane. The bar that you and your organization has set is pretty damn high. I'm confident, but I'm hopeful. When our Seattle Kraken come down here, we can, as two teams, put on a show. You know, I think it'll be competitive. You know, I think just like our guys, season one, those guys had something to prove. You know, their teams didn't want them anymore and released them to the expansion draft. And that team, that 2017 Golden Knights team was... Like, you go from the Route 93 shooting, all the guys have a chip on their shoulder. They just gelled and clicked. Who's to say it can't happen again? I've said this before about the Kraken, but the same thing happened with Vegas. You have a bunch, and they called themselves the Misfits. A bunch of guys that at one point lovingly hated each other as opponents had to become brothers at the drop of a hat and say, you put all of that aside and we're playing for this town, and we're playing it yeah. hard. Right. And you guys did that, yeah. and I'm hoping that Seattle's going to be able to do the same. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I'm planning on coming to Seattle to watch when the Knights go up there. I'm excited to see what kind of product is not only put on the ice, but what they did to the arena with the re- renovation and what the in-game entertainment is going to be. You guys have a lot to look forward to, I think. Yeah, I agree. Tommy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for showing us the arena. Uh, We flew down here for a golf trip. You were gracious enough to meet up with us and show us around and give us some of the 75 brewing. This beer is good. If you guys come down to Vegas, come down and catch a game. Even if it's not against the the Kraken, come down and check it out. This arena is amazing. One of the most state-of-the-art arenas. A lot going on uh, visually. Come up to the Hyde Bar and get some beer. Tommy, appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so much to Tommy at Hyde Lounge at T-Mobile Arena and Nathan for that great conversation. He's Tommy's been very gracious to, to give away a pair of tickets. This is true. A pair of free tickets, folks, to see a Seattle Kraken face the Las Vegas Golden Knights for the 2022-2023 season. So this is far in advance. Can't do anything for this season. But before you know it, 2022-2023 season will be here. And Kraken FanCast has two tickets to give away to uh, loyal listeners. So not this season, the following season. But uh, the only way you can get a shot to get them, go to KrakenFanCast.com, click the contest page, and you'll see where you'll need to click to enter for the inaugural Kraken Season Predictions Contest. So you'll have to fill out the form with your predictions. There are a number of questions, make your predictions, you know, number wins and We'll have the most goals, things like that. Fill that on what you think uh, will happen this this coming season, the inaugural season for the Seattle Kraken, what they'll do. And uh, the person who predicts 
it the best, all the questions the best, will win a pair of tickets to see the Kraken in Las Vegas the following season. Now, just to clarify, these are tickets just for the game. We don't have uh, any air flights or, or train tickets or anything like that or any hotel stay. You would have to get those on your own. But these tickets are, are promotional for giveaway and so uh, not for resale or transferable after receiving. Uh, and uh, they'll be a great value. There'll be some great seats. The entry starts now and will end on uh, October 12th. You're going to have to do this pretty soon. Again, it starts now, ends on October 12th at noon Pacific Standard Time. Why October 12th? Well, that's the first game of the regular season when the Kraken will play the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights in Vegas. Only one entry per person, please. Uh, must be 21 and a legal U.S. citizen to enter. Must also have a Ticketmaster account for ticket transfer. Keep all those things in mind. Go to KrakenFanCast.com for more information and to fill all that out. Uh, big thank you to Tommy at Hyde Lounge again for the tickets. Next time you're in Vegas, please visit Hyde Lounge like Nathan did and tell them the Kraken FanCast sent you. And uh, that does it for another edition of Kraken FanCast. Uh, Lute, Jim, thanks so much. Again, also Nathan uh, for his interview. Um, we're just still getting, I mean, we're just glowing, you know, what we've seen. And in the coming days, it's going to get more and more and more because we get closer and closer to October 12th, the opening uh, game on the road, albeit, but the, on the road, uh, the Seattle Kraken will be. And then October 23rd, it's less than a month, less than a month at Client Pledge Arena. This team will be playing the Vancouver Canucks for a regular first regular season game in the history of this team. Um, and we're so excited. Uh, our next uh, episode will be actually after the October 12th uh, game, because we'll want to talk all about that and analyze that and, uh, and talk about our experiences. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be coming up a little later on. Again, check us out, Kraken FanCast on Facebook, on Instagram, and at CastKraken, which is our Twitter handle. Also, uh, find us on YouTube channel, Kraken FanCast. Follow us on there. You can find our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, keep checking us out, Kraken Fancast. Again, my name is Chris Porter, Blue Chelios, and Jim Cockrell, and Nathan Gunderson, and our producer, Jay Middleton. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, Go Kraken! Go Kraken!